to stand around. Let's shoot a three. Let's mm-hmm. see who can shoot the furthest. We all know it's Steph Curry for one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and then, you know. But he's not playing this year, so. Right. We'll see. Right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean. Yeah, a lot. Could, could be wrong. A lot of interesting things have happened in the NBA this season. The Warriors losing out on Steph and Clay, but that likely will turn out to be a good thing because mm. a they're gonna miss a season, get rest after the six plus or the six years they just had, and they're gonna get a top draft pick. Yeah. Whether that's like Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman, they're gonna get someone to go someone with good. them. And with so. Steve Kerr there at the helm, he'll develop them into good players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see. I just want to see what happens, you know, with these contract years. Who would they keep, Steph, or would they keep Clay Thompson? I think they're going to keep both mm-hmm. long term. I think Wiggins is the guy who they're going to tr- trade again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I said that too. We was having a conversation about it before, and uh, I think uh, Andrew Wiggins was just brought in really for a uh, trade bait. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything, you know, long term. Because I don't, I don't even see him fitting into that system. He's played well the first three games, but again, that's three games, small yeah. sample size. But yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like their go-to guy, really. Yep. right. And if Steph and Clay <laughs> was out there and, and Draymond, then he's not getting as many touches as what he does. Right, and I think, I think we talked about it last week on the show. It's gonna be interesting to see how he plays in a winning culture. Right. Mm. Once Steph and Clay come back. Right. But I think that's when you have to evaluate him because mm-hmm. Minnesota wasn't really the most winning culture. He was there four or five years yeah. or something. They were there kind of near just the bottom of the conference all the time. Right, except the one year Jimmy Butler came and they made the playoffs as the eighth seed. They still got swept out of the playoffs. But yeah. other than that, they just really well, – Well, speaking of Minnesota, I mean, you know, is it – I'm not sure if it boils down to something like a culture change culture change or a coaching change because they've had those, you know, so it's got to be somewhere from the top. Yeah. I remember when Kevin McHale stepped down and when Kevin McHale stepped down, he said this franchise will never go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, well, it's kind of the same thing that uh, night train lane, Detroit lions. Yeah. Once he retired, you know, and the Fords bought, bought the lions. He said, the Lions will never win as long as the Fords own this team. <laughs> 53 like, years later. Sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like the Bengals. Yeah. We need to get rid of our ownership. <laughs> but right, that's right. for a completely different sport. Right. <laughs> well, I think, I think ownership uh, comes down to, you know, you have, you have your financial people and then you have your basketball people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there isn't, really, there isn't really a mix. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you want to, if you want a successful NBA franchise, but right. that's that's that's, I guess, that needs needs to be said or whatever. So, yeah, that's basically our what we're all about. So that's mm-hmm. who we are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we just love basketball, love talking hoops. So let's yeah. get into it. So, right. just go over some NBA news here. Marvin Williams was bought out by the Hornets last week after the trade deadline. He signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. How much do you think he will really help him? Whoever wants to start. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I don't, I mean, Mar- Marvin Williams is a veteran guy, you know, he's 33 years old. Uh, but I mean, his stats this season, 6.8 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, one assist, only getting like 20 minutes a game. Which I think are all career lows, except for like one or two years. Yeah. 
So, but even in Charlotte, like he never put up staggering numbers right. or anything like that. He's never really been like a superstar. He's been a good role player. So I guess for the Bucks, I mean, you have Giannis and and uh, Chris Middleton, and he will be a good another big man to kind of get down there, a good power forward, right? Who will be able to provide good minutes, get you boards. Don't expect him to get over like 12, 14, 15 points a game. But when it comes in the long run, putting him out on the court, giving the other guys rest, you know, they'll they'll be able to benefit from him. Yeah, I don't know because the big thing with the Bucks is depth come playoff time mm, because right. it's the same argument with the Rockets. Right. Is sure they can do it over an eighty-two game season, but mm. you need a bench come playoffs. Right, and come yeah. a seven-game series, mm-hmm. Giannis is going to be heavily guarded more because they'll have more film. More they'll emphasis fig- on the film. They'll figure him out. They'll figure it out. And who are they going to rely on? Is Chris Middleton a guy you can really rely on to be the second-hand man to Giannis? I mean, they paid him the max, so I guess they do. But to me, they need more depth. Yeah. Should have never traded Malcolm Brogdon. And they basically gave him away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Should have never done that. And this Marvin Williams, so. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, you right. know, one of those things that, I mean, is it's great. It might look okay on paper, but, you know, I think this was more or less of a, you know, them trying not to take so much of a cap hit right. yeah. for that Malcolm Brogdon yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, is we got we still got a while let yet before the playoffs happen. So, right. yeah. I mean, Just finished up the first half of the season. Yeah. So. The unofficial first half of the season does end tonight. So. Mm-hmm. And a guy who I thought they should have signed – was the guy also bought out by Charlotte, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He was mm-hmm. shot out, or, uh, bought out by Charlotte. He eventually signed with Dallas. So the same question is, how much does he help Luka and the Mavericks? Tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously. I mean, this is a guy with, how can I say it, after about being in the league four years, unfulfilled potential. Mm-hmm. Right. We're. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's probably like 26, 27. Right. But he's like we're still waiting. Yeah. I mean, still, but we're still waiting right. and on I, him to become that guy. He's got to be under the right offensive system. Mm-hmm. Although I think, you know, and have the right coaching because his jump shot is so inconsistent. You can even see in his form. Like, you know, when he's on, it's it's really it's really nice and fluid. Yes. But when he's off, it's rushed. And right. they, they really have to, you know, and that plays a, psycho- a part of psychology with the defense. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. Let's double him because we all know him out of his comfort zone. And, you know, you know when he's out of his comfort zone. So I think that's more of a matter of coaching, which let's face it in Charlotte, he didn't have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's that. Talk about an incompetent franchise. Mm. And unfortunately they're owned by the greatest basketball player of all time. But Mm. right. I mean, he's only played in 12 games this year. Right. Uh, Four point, I mean, his averages don't matter. Four points, one assist, three rebounds a game. Uh, you know, just injury, you know, missed the past couple games due to illness. So this season he doesn't have a lot uh, to show for it, but his career that he's had so far is he's a good, promising young player. Yeah, uh, playing, and we're just waiting on him to become what we all thought he would coming out of Kentucky. Exactly, mm-hmm. and playing next to a guy like Luca. Of course, Luca's younger than him, but <laughs> they can both learn and, and feed off of each other and make each other better. 
and right. coming down the stretch, that'll be good for the Mavericks. I think he'll be a good complementary piece for Luca and Porzingis. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you were talking about, the perfect offensive system for him would be the Dallas Mavericks right. and Rick Carlisle, a great coach, maybe mm-hmm. one of the, the probably the most underrated coach in the mm-hmm. NBA. Absolutely. And just what he's done, right? So. Outside of Brad Stevens, you mean? Uh, I'd say like Nick Nurse won what he's done with Toronto. Right. Yeah. Brad Stevens is up there. Eric Eric Spolster's up there. Uh, Budenholzer's up there. Mm-hmm. And like Rick Carlisle. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, but it's good top five. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> that was off the top of my head too. There's probably someone I'm missing. But but Rick Carlisle has a uh, he has a knack for taking you know these average players and gelling them into a team. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's done it with a few teams. Done it with my Detroit Pistons. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, it, it was basically a team full of nobodies that nobody expected to, you know, to actually go anywhere. But then, you know, midseason, you look up in the standings and you're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, so then you start looking like, um, what are the stats on these guys? And the one thing that a Rick Carlisle team does is they play defense on one end and they run their sets on the other team. None of them are really run and gun. Right. And basically what he's trying to do is teach them the game of basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Like you said, he takes these players and makes them into a team. Mm-hmm. Come playoff time, that's what it's going to be is who's the better team, not who has the better players. Right. If you're going to be the better team, in the long run it's going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Dallas, because Luke has been out, he returned – Two nights ago or last night, mm-hmm. Luca, if he can stay healthy, which I think he will. I mean, obviously, it's too early to tell if he's an injury problem, but I don't think right. he does. But if he can stay healthy, I think the Mavericks will make a run at a top three seed. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends who gets hot at the right time. That's right. Dirk 2.0. Yeah. And hmm. How unfortunate for the Mavericks. They have Dirk for 20 years, and then Luca falls in their lap from Atlanta. Right. right. So. Who, who, might, who might be just a little better than, than Dirk. Dirk. Because yeah. he does have an inside game, and he plays he plays in the post, you know. Although although it's not shown as much because he doesn't really have to, yeah. right? Because you know, but he he plays in the post, and he every now and again he he'll, he'll get his hands dirty. I always described him as a better version of James Harden, a guy who can create his own shot but also include his teammates. Yep. Well, they they you know they do that in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with Porzingis is when he came to the league, people knew about him. Mm-hmm. And whether that's social media hyping him up or whatever, Dirk was drafted like 10th, 11th mm-hmm. uh, by the Mavericks, and no one really knew who this kid was. And it's like he came onto the scene. So right. how unfortunate for the Mavericks. Right. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. Dirk for 20 years are going to be with Luka for 20 more years. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was a good first segment, guys. So right. we're going to take a quick break here on Ball Don't Lie, our first show. I hope you're enjoying it. When we come back, we're going to talk more hoops, of course. Yes, sir. And welcome back to Ball Don't Lie here. This very special pre-All-Star break edition of the show. I guess it's a very special edition, I guess. Our our debut show, I guess, is very special. Yeah, that would be it. Yes, sir. Excited to be here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Before the break, we talked about Marvin Williams going to the Bucks, Michael Kigil, Chris going to the Mavericks. And so I wanted to talk about a guy who has played a few games already with uh, the Miami Heat. That is Andre Iguodala. He scored two points in his debut on Monday night in 17 minutes. 
First of all, how will you remember Iguodala as a warrior? Second of all, how much will he and Jay Crowder impact the Heat? I mean, of course, at Golden State, you're going to remember him for his defense that he played, um, winning the Finals MVP the one year. Um, I mean, he can just lock you down. He's, you know, never been the most gifted on the offensive end. Sometimes you will hit shots uh, from the outside. But um, for me, I'm always going to remember him as uh, the stout defense that he always played. And then in Miami, I don't think that they expect a whole lot from him. Uh, I mean, you see 17 points and or 17 minutes and just scored two points. I think that they brought him in just to kind of – Do you think – for an adult in the room type thing, like yeah, because mm. they're sitting what fourth in the East right now. Yes, and so I think that they just brought him in to show that they have a good chance to push deep into the playoffs this year, and Iguodala and Crowder are going to be there and going to be showing those guys what it's going to be like and what to expect come uh, the deep playoff run. Right. Okay. So. I think <laughs> I think this was a horrible move. Really? Yeah, I think it was horrible. And it's proven itself to be because that's the thing. If you lose too many games, guess what? You're not going to get to the playoffs. Right. You know, on that note, mm-hmm. you know, and not, not only that, but you give away Justice Winslow, who's possibly maybe – a franchise player. I mean, we haven't really even – he hasn't been in the league long enough to really even establish that identity, but he's very good. Yes. Um. So you trade youth for Andre Iguodala, you know, which at times, you know, yes, he is he is consist- consistently uh, defensive, defensive, and that's good. Um, but you're putting him into a bigger role than what most of his career has faced. He, I mean, he hasn't really been a starter since he was in Philadelphia. Yeah. And that was some time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and not not only that, but I just I just couldn't see giving away a caliber player like Justice Winslow. Man. Talk about a win-win. The Grizzlies got rid of a player who didn't want to be there. Right. And they got back a player who, based on everything you're saying. Good young talent. Yeah. Yeah, wants to be good, there. Yeah. Right. It wants to be there. Wants to, you know. And I can see Memphis, on that note alone, being good for a while to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they're probably a, another Michael Conley-ish point guard away from actually becoming a real good contender. John Moran. Yeah. <laughs> they need John someone Morant. with him and Jaron Jackson. Yep. Yeah. They need yeah. that third piece. Is Justice Wendell that third piece? He could. He could well, you know, we'll see. Because the West is a tough division. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll give it that. But in a league that really doesn't play too much defense anymore, that's where his biggest asset is going to be out West. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to they're gonna have to bring it to this guy. They can't just, you know, him and Rudy Gobert are probably the only two uh, big men that kind of, uh, plays any kind of defense in the West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last week when we were talking about our on our NBA trade trade deadline show, Memphis only has one guy that's over the age of thirty years old. Mm. That's James Johnson. So, bringing in another guy like Justice Winslow, good young group of guys. It's going to be fun to see how they play in these next few years. And I, I, mean, I think the loss of Crowder hurts because he actually wanted to be there, and he was yeah. a good guy to have on that team, a good glue guy, a good adult in the room per mm-hmm. se. 
but I mean, given I, the circumstances, it's I, a win-win. I think he's gonna no matter where Jay Crowder plays, he's gonna play his heart out yeah. just because he likes playing the game. Right. I think they'll get him back. Really? Yeah. This I, is a package deal. I mean, they're they're a getting wink, back. Wink type thing. Like, yep. Okay. They're getting back. We'll do this for now, but yep. come down the road, mm-hmm. something else is going to happen. Because, because he'll be that one piece that they'll need to be able to put it all together and make a good run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. And Miami did a smart thing, though. They The way they re- reworked Iguodala's contract, it sets up cap financial flexibility the year Giannis Antetokounmpo is a free agent. Dun, dun, dun. So, hmm. They were so, smart on yeah. that end. So, so Giannis, Giannis might possibly in Miami? Mm. How much does happen. he love Milwaukee? That can't, 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 can't be too much. They yeah. keep getting kicked out of the playoffs when they have stellar teams. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, we'll I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think a move might be inevitable, mm-hmm. especially if they don't win. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you trade them, though. Yeah. But it's like a LeBron James. I just don't know how you justify it. I don't think there's enough you can get back. Yeah. For him, you gotta. You, if you're Giannis, you want people to be brought in around you. Mm. You don't want to have to go somewhere else. Right. Right. Which I think that's kind of what it was. Like that's how it was for LeBron in yeah. back in '07. But with that team he had, there was no way he was ever going to win a championship. Mm. Right. So he had to go to Miami. And, and win a championship. Yeah. But though, but those teams were really loaded. I mean, <laughs> right. you had. All the other four players are all Hall of Famers. The other four starters, and then the rest of their bench could probably go to any other team in the NBA and start. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like it wasn't like they didn't have a loaded team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's yeah. just a whole that's just a whole another debate. But you know, hey. Yeah, I know. think it's a win-win for both teams because Miami gives them the flexibility because. With Iguodala's contract being reworked right. and Winslow's contract being flipped, it takes Winslow's last year off, which allows them the flexibility. To That's it. true, but Miami's in a win-now situation. Right. And Are you? Do you honestly think that you're going to be able to win with Andre Iguodala? I think that, – that's, that's, you know – I don't think like, he can be, like, the guy like he was in Philly or anything right. like that. Right. He's going to have to be like he was last year with Golden State. He's going to be have to get the guy who comes in – Fourth quarter, last two minutes in guard, the best player, whether that's a LeBron right. or a Giannis or a Kawhi. Mm. And you see him, he ma- he makes all the plays right. on the defensive end. He makes smart basketball plays. He's yeah. a smart basketball player. Mm-hmm. That is. That's guys you need on your team. So. Mm-hmm. And he would have, the ironic thing is, he would have been perfect for Memphis. <laughs> but he just, something rubbed him the wrong way about Memphis. Yeah. He's just like, nope, I'm going to try. Yep. Hmm. Can't so. force it. No, so. So, my last thing I want to talk about for the NBA news-wise is uh, the 76ers struggling out of the or the last few games. Three and four since Joel Embiid returned to the Philadelphia 76ers because of a hand injury. They're the only team in the league with four players who are making over $100 million in contracts. Mm-hmm. So, what w- if you guys were the GM, if you were Elton Brand, what would you do to fix the 76ers? Okay, so uh, Embiid, ship him out. Because he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, um, Ben Simmons, uh, put a start, uh, more of a role on him, you know, and say, hey, this is your team. You know, right. this is your team. This is your locker room. Uh, you know, uh, you carry this franchise on your back. Right. 
appreciate it. Thank you. You know, so right. something like that. Um, Jimmy Butler. He would have been the perfect guy for this team. Yeah. We, now he would have. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, and, and it's sad because I, and I hated to see him go somewhere else. Yeah. Because I was just waiting on that whole team to jail. You know, and that, that kind of thing takes, you know, a little bit of time. You know, I think uh, what Philly needs right now is, well, there's a reoccurring theme, defense, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the East, you know, where, you know, if you if you have good defense, you're able to control your own destiny in the East. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about necessarily outscoring everyone else. Um, and let, let's – I would improve the bench, definitely. And uh, I think they still have uh, Markel Fultz, don't they? No. no. He was traded to uh, Orlando. That's last. right. That's right. Who and is also can't. playing really well. He's not playing, like, the number one pick, but he's still playing. He's putting up good numbers. Yeah, he's- you know, and my concern with Markel Fultz uh, coming into the league was the fact that he was a one-and-done from the University of Washington, mm-hmm. who that year went 9-22. and 22. Right. That was my concern. It's like, oh, okay, so he doesn't have any idea how to win at the next level. You know, and you pick him number one, that's a bit of a concern. Yeah, and they traded, if I remember correctly, they traded up for Boston's pick. I think so. Because Boston had the number one overall pick, and Boston still got Jason Tatum out of it. Yeah. So. Right, which <laughs> is much better than Markel Fultz. Right, and I think Philly end up would be better off with Jason Tatum right now than they would because Al Horford's contract is really bad and yeah. it's only year one. Yep. Tobias Harris is going to make like $40 million his last two years and mm-hmm. he's be in his mid-30s. Well, you're talking about two players that are, well, has-beens. Yeah. Al Horford lost steam in Boston. Tobias Harris never had any steam. <laughs> I mean, you he's know, always he's, been, he's always been a role player. You you know what? He has had flashes of, you know, flashes of greatness mm-hmm. every now and again. But, you know, it's just, no, nah, I wouldn't have took the risk to get him, especially with that contract. Right, and now they're stuck. A lot of teams in the league next year, are, I think little to no teams have cap flexibility anyway. Mm-hmm. So if they trade either one of those guys, and like an Embiid, they would have to get a bad contract back. Well, now now they have to utilize the draft, yeah, which right. might be which might be good, and the and the G League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Thibel has really come along for them this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only defensively because that's what he was known for coming out of college, but offensively he's really bloomed a little bit. And there's mm-hmm. a guy, he, and Firk, uh, Firkman's, I think I'm saying his name right. He's been playing well. He's been playing crunch time recently, and that's right. a guy who needs to step up. There's guys who need to step up on this team because mm-hmm. if Al Horford can't, because he's had injury problems the last two years, so I still don't know Plenty why. He's getting, getting a little old. Yeah, and I don't know why you throw <laughs> that contract at him, but Celtics fans out that's there. That's why we're sitting here and they're sitting mm-hmm. in the front office. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know. <laughs> but it happens. You know, well, I mean, we, we see the game a lot different than what they do. Right. Because they right. know they know a little more about what's going on, you know. But it's this this spot is much safer. <laughs> yeah, can't get fired from here. Yeah, <laughs> little yeah. Le- little less pressure in this. Right. Place. Um, I mean, kind of like what you said. 
you got to figure out who you want your face of the franchise to be. Because mm-hmm. right now, I can't tell if it's Ben Simmons or if it's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid talks he like talks about how he loves Philadelphia and he loves the fans and they heckle him and he kind of heckles them back, you know. And he's he's got all this drama. Embiid was the process, and now he's like the villain. Yeah, <laughs> but like he said, sometimes you're both the hero and the villain. Yeah. So, but I see I. If I'm Philadelphia, I see him more as the face of the franchise. Ben Simmons, to me personally, just doesn't do anything to say. Just He doesn't do anything to show that he wants this team put on his back. Mm, he right. to, Just to me, he doesn't have – he just doesn't show that kind of leadership. So I think if I'm in the front office, I'm going to figure out who – my face of the franchise is going to be. And then, like you said, ship out Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I would ship out Ben Simmons. And make sure you get a lot for him. Yeah. When you do. Because he's, I mean, he's a great player, you know, with his size and his ball handling. He's he's a great ball handler, great mm-hmm. front court player. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the dude's, what, shot six threes in his career or something yeah. like that? Like, And he posts, and they post videos of him shooting threes in practice and warm-ups all the time, and it's like. Yeah. What are we doing? Why can't we do that in the game? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. He needs to, once he and Giannis develop a jump shot, and Giannis is doing it more and more proactively, mm-hmm. and the thing with them is that once they develop it, it's game over. Like, yeah, how right. are you going to stop Ben Simmons? You can Giannis? shoot it in practice all you want, but right. when it comes game time, if you're not going to shoot it, how are you – it's, compl- it's going to be less comfortable in the game than it is in practice. Yeah, we, we saw what Giannis could be. Yeah. They're in the game with the Lakers a couple months ago, I think, mm-hmm. when he hit, like, six threes. Right. And, like, completely put the team on his back and dominated the Lakers, who yeah. had LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what this guy can be. And it's yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. I remember when I saw that, I was just, like, at, at like in shock. Like, I was like this, is, like, this is what's happening now. This is who Giannis is becoming. Right. Which just makes him that much more of a threat. Yeah. Like, well, Gian- Giannis, I think, is pretty much the future of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is where the NBA has gone. It's a, it's more of an international game, and he has an international style mm-hmm. of play. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see um, what happens, especially with Milwaukee, and after this season when we talk about, you know, trades, off-season moves. Yeah, and that's true. So before we move along in the program, I'd like to remind people that – the Columbus City League Championship is this Saturday. It's our last 270 Hoops game of the week. Mm-hmm. This Saturday, pregame starts at 11.30 between Lyndon McKinney and Walnut Ridge. Mm-hmm. Pre-game yeah. is at 11.30 on 270 Hoops YouTube channel. Game starts at 12. So That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine that the atmosphere will be great. Yeah. I think we'll all be there. Yeah. What did they say? 1992 was the last time McKinley was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It'll be fun. Walnut Ridge always has a pretty good team, so it'll be fun. Yep. It'll be a fun atmosphere. We'll all be there. You can check it out here. Pre-game at 11.30. At Afrocentric. At Afrocentric. Mm-hmm. I believe Zach Fleer and D.O., Derek Owens, are doing the pre-game. I don't know if they're doing the call, but they'll be involved somehow. Yep. But yeah. 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 Those guys have been a huge help to us here at Spawner, so thank you to them. Thank mm-hmm. you to 270 Hoops. Yep. Our last 270 Hoops game of the week this Saturday against Linden. Pitts London against Ridge, pregame at 11.30, game starts at 12. So, now that the housekeeping is done, let's 
look at some of the games this past week. So starting at Tuesday, the 76ers, who we just had a good discussion about, played the Los Angeles Clippers in a really good game. And the 76ers came out on top 110-103. Philadelphia, the weirdest discrepancy in records ever, mm. probably. 25-2 and at home, 19-9 and on the road. <laughs> so how do you explain that? <laughs> First of all. Well, I mean, when it comes playoff time, <clears throat> if Philadelphia can steal one on the road from whoever they're playing against, then they're going to have a good chance at advancing. Right. Every time I, I'm watching <laughs> Philadelphia on, on TV, whenever they have a home game, their atmosphere is just lights out. So I can see why they're 25-2 and two at home. Going in there is definitely difficult if you're the opposing team. Um, but why they're 9-19 and 19 on the road? I couldn't tell you. I still think that kind of goes into, you know, who's leading the team, you know, between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But, um, yeah, if, if Philadelphia is going to be able to steal one on the road come playoff time, then they got good chances of advancing. They won't. Here's why. <laughs> because to win in the playoffs, you have to be able to win on the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, with a nine and nineteen record, and mind you, the Eastern Conference, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, on on the road, you know, there there has to be, and you're right, there has to be some sort of discrepancy. I think that's more of a, I think that's more of a preparation. Yeah, and their head coach isn't really my favorite. I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. only. I mean, I don't really think that's a hot take, but I still, I just think he's there just because of a. Wink, wink, like, hey, survive the rebuild and the process, and we'll keep you on for right. We'll like, we'll extend your contract, right. but good luck. You'll need <laughs> right. it once you're thrown into the fire. And he's thrown into the fire, and he's Brett Brown has not been able to do anything with it. So, so yeah, Kawhi in this game had 30 points. Marcus Morris had 13 points. Simmons and Abid had 26 points each. Josh Josh Richardson had 21 points, and Al Horford came off the bench for the first time since his rookie season. So maybe that's what they have to do, bring Horford off the bench. It's an expensive bench player, but I mean, you're midway through the season, you're still just trying to find out what 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 really works and what doesn't. Right. right. And right now they don't have an identity. Right. So, um cuz in my <coughs> mind, if you have Embiid and and Horford out there at the same time, that just kind of defeats the that just kind of defeats the purpose, you know, having two big men like that. I think Embiid should start, and then Horford can come off the bench and give give good uh, minutes and hustle hard and Mm -hmm. and fill in for Embiid while he rests because he's out of shape. (laughs) Yeah. That's been the big thing. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, go ahead. uh, The biggest thing with Embiid and his career is, like, he doesn't care, and he's always not not in shape. And that's always Mm -hmm. been the biggest thing hanging over his head. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the biggest problem. I see with Philadelphia is that, um, and I said this before on another podcast, when you have a championship team, you know, you have everyone has a role to play. Right. And right now, the Philadelphia 76ers, they are undefined. Their roles are undefined, mm-hmm. and they've been undefined. They They have too many Chiefs and not enough Indians. And this becomes a problem down the stretch. Right. Whereas now we don't know where people are playing, what rotations are going on, what minutes, and what their roles are. You know, but once I think once they get that defined, mm-hmm. 
you know, they might be able to turn this uh, road record around. Yeah. You know, but they should do something in soon because uh, I was looking at their schedule earlier, and I don't think it gets any easier. No, it's really tough. And right now they're sitting fifth in the East, and right they're only one game back in Miami, so mm-hmm. they'll flip-flop probably. But I think they'll have a top-five seed, top six for mm-hmm. sure, because the separation between six and seven is right. insane. But yeah, they have to figure out – their biggest goal right now is to figure out who they are and what their identity is. Right. Who, going to be the alpha dog on this team. And that was Jimmy Butler last year. Now that he's gone, it's like they're all looking around like, hello, do yeah. something. Yeah. I've just – Philadelphia with the with the team that they have, with Embiid and Simmons, they've just – they've never done anything to prove to me that they can go the distance. Mm. They've never given me, like, that hope to where I say, like, okay, maybe they can go – maybe they can do this. They've just never proven themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so – yeah, we will continue the discussion when we get right back here on Ball Don't Lie. We got a quick commercial break. You're listening to Ball Don't Lie. You're on Score Air, the new generation of sports talk. Yes, sir. Design ideas for teachers, but you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. And Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom made cap on your way out and rock the best head gear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. At Design ideas for t-shirts if you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. And Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best head gear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. At 614-864-6656.
and welcome back to Ball Don't Lie here. The show debut here where God they have you here with us talking hoops with us. No greater sport in the world than basketball. Preach. Mm. Maybe baseball, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother series. <laughs> yeah, a whole nother thing. Yeah. We'll go on ahead and get into that when baseball season starts. Yeah, and so yeah, basketball. Let's get back when to is open day? Opening day anyway. March twenty sixth. Yep. Wow, that's a little earlier than what it normally is. It's yeah. usually like the first week of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why they're pushing it that early, but I guess to try to help with more off days and stuff. But. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, back to basketball, shall we? And mm-hmm. we're recapping Tuesday's games or the major games. So the Spurs defeated the Thunder one fourteen one hundred six. The Spurs had a five-game losing streak, but that came to a screeching halt at the, at, because of their win. Chris Paul, despite the loss, had 31 points, 12 of 18 shooting. Not a bad night from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, 17 points. Not a bad night from him, him either, but it just didn't show up in the win, co- win column. Lamarcus mm. Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge and DeJounte Murray, 25 points each. And 18 of 32 field goal combined. And Patty Mills, 20 points off the bench, 7 of 13 shooting. So what's your big takeaway from this game? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be good. Yeah. Um, if Oklahoma can do the right things to keep him around, you know, Chris Paul's still going strong. Uh, like I was saying during the break, I've never really seen a decline in Chris Paul. He's just kind of risen, risen, risen throughout his career, and now he's just kind of staying right up there on top of that plateau. So, um, you know, they got they got a good team, and they kept uh, Danilo Gallinari, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, another great addition right there. Great addition. I mean, he's still there. But, uh, you know, they, they got a good team um, as far as – Playoff-wise, can they go deep into the playoffs? That's hard to tell. Uh, with Chris Paul's experience, um, you know, he'll definitely keep them in the games and, and be, be the leader that he is. But uh, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander's uh, future in front of him, um, I'm excited to see what he can do. And if he stays in OKC, can they bring in players kind of around him and Gallinari because he's fairly young too. Um, can they bring in players around him and kind of be – what they were like when they had Westbrook and and Durant. Oklahoma City is in trouble. And here here's here's the big problem that Oklahoma City has now. Chris Paul it, and let's let's look at I, I know that this 31 point 12 of 18 uh shooting is is wonderful. But it's a problem. Because you don't see any assists. Behind it, this is Chris Paul's game. Chris Paul, you know, has made a living on being able to be the floor general and distribute the ball, right, on a cons- on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. This doesn't translate to that. So now you have your superstar point guard, which that's exactly what he is. I mean, you can't be, uh, you can't be a team captain, team captain of uh, USA basketball. For twice and not be a superstar. I mean, right. who does that? Right. Um, he's not. He's not able to distribute the ball. He has to put up thirty-one points for them to even have a chance. Right. This is a problem, mm-hmm. and that's in Oklahoma City is in trouble. And I'm pretty sure, um, 
And Bill, Billy Donovan's still their coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the hot seat for sure. Um, you know they don't they don't necessarily have any weapons. You know, I mean, yes, Russell Westbrook was able to carry this team because that was his game. Right. That's just what he does. But Chris Paul is not so much that type of player, you know, and when you take this this kind of player out of his role, it becomes uncomfortable for everyone and, well, losing becomes somewhat of the norm. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do and what kind of changes they can make, but uh, they need to make some. Real quick. Well, I liked at the trade deadline that they didn't punt and just trade Gallinari and Chris Paul. I like that they kept yeah. Pat. Could we see that with teams mm. like the Thunder, who are fringe teams of like, eh, we might, we're probably not going to win the championship, but we're not going to completely bottom out. They're right. like kind of in the no man's land. And most teams will just say, whatever, we'll just go completely bottom out. We'll trade everybody. Right. But I'm just glad to see that there's they kept everybody – and they want to continue mm-hmm. to work with what they have. Right. right. Uh, as far as San Antonio, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, he's probably done in San Antonio. It's only a matter of time before he's uh, dealt elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Patty Mills, he's ready to retire. But he's a great player. Yeah. Great player. He's uh, from Australia. Mm-hmm. Even, plays on, uh, even plays on their uh, Australian team with, uh, as a matter of fact, they beat Team USA in the World Basketball Championships this year. It yep. was Patty Mills. He had yep. something astronomical. I think he put up like 31 points and something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also have uh, Andrew Bogut, Ben Simmons. You I mean, know, they got so. a good roster. Yeah, they they do. Um, but Patty Mills is a great player. And, you know, I think San Antonio is winning right now is not really expected. Right. From them, I think DeMar DeRozan's the not really the caliber of player everybody thought he was. You know, now he's under probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. I mean, arguably, yeah, Joe and Popovich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, so is is and his and his true talent is really starting to show. So I would expect them to make some kind of moves during the off season. You know, because the free agency. Free agent period this time around wasn't really – they didn't really make too many moves. Right. Yeah, after Aldridge and <coughs> DeMar DeRozan, you kind of have a fall off. I mean, DeJounte Murray's a good young player, but after that they just – they don't really have anybody. They don't really have any kind of big-name players or they just have your, your fill-in role players. And Greg Popovich is good at doing that and putting players at, and like Rick Carlisle making them play as a team. Right. So, but yeah, come this off season, the draft, they gotta, they got they gotta make some. I feel they gotta like find some, another Tim Duncan. Huh? Hey, who knows? Oh, you better hope they do. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. <laughs> Falls in their lap. Yeah. yeah well. Uh, yeah. You got to get him to play have Tim Duncan's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, in in the game, his basketball IQ was was really really. Was it's phenomenal. I mean, Tim Duncan is probably one of the greatest power forwards of all time, if not the, the greatest. Yeah. I mean, that's arguable because mm-hmm. we still got guys like Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, just saying. You know. Yep. 
Do you think that Tim Duncan's the next Spurs coach? Is he the – or Becky Hammond? Mm. Any of those two? No, I don't think Tim Duncan wants to coach. Yeah. He's coaching with the Spurs right now. He's an assistant. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Well. Head, head coach, I don't really see him as right. a head coach. Maybe he – maybe not right now. You know, on this day in mm-hmm. his life, he's not thinking that he wants to be a head coach. Right. You know he he enjoys helping out with their with their program and and the team that they got there. Maybe you know five ten years from now he might get he might be interested in it. Um, but I don't really think anybody right when they get done playing within the next couple of years they think of becoming the next head coach. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say that at this point in time he wants to become. Maybe he does. I don't know. Some people are are that way. Okay, so I'm gonna throw you two names out there: Patrick Ewing. And um, Jawan Howard, both who, you know, was assistant coaches, um, various different teams. Right. And now they're both in, uh, coaches and head coaches in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do you think that their experience – I don't think that their experience as a player would translate good as a coach in the NBA. And you have a lot of players like that. And not only that, but they, even if they come from the NCAA and become head coaches somewhere mm-hmm. in the NBA, that doesn't bode too well either. I mean, case in point, Billy Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. John v <laughs> Hey, let's, hey let's, let's, hold let's on. Let's give John let's B-line. Talk about the let's get, let's give John Beeline a break because John Beeline don't have much to work with. Right. Well, he has Andre Drummond now, but, I mean – I mean, he's got he's got you know three young guys: Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, right? yeah, and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So, I mean, Kevin Love, who, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just not gonna talk about him. But I mean, <laughs> he's it, first year being in the NBA, transferring from college to NBA. He's I feel like he's still kind of just feeling it out because you're never gonna get it figured out in your first year. No. So he's he's he, but he can't bring kind of that college mentality into the NBA because it's a completely different ball game. Right. So give it another you know two years or so. Keep bringing in young guys because mm-hmm. that's that's all we can do. Unless LeBron co- is coming back, that's right. Not, that's all you can do for right now. <laughs> yep. We Rick just got to work with what we have. Rick Pitino had this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's been a quite quite a few college coaches who tried to make that transition that it just it just didn't translate. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, Billy Donovan is our latest example of that. I mean, two national championships at Florida. That's nothing to frown on, no. but it's a whole it, it's a whole new beast. Yeah. When we talk about college to the NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so before we move on to our next game from Tuesday. Remind everyone that this is Score on Air, the new generation of sports talk. And this is Ball Don't Lie, our new show debuting today. Rennie, Seth, and I, and Caleb, who's out sick today, yep. talking all things hoops every Thursday right here, 4 to 6, right after us. Karen K. Show coming up next with Karen and Loganity. So the stay tuned Loganity. for that. Loganity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's great some, show, by the way. He's something else. Yeah. yeah. Great show, by the way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Great show. I caught it a couple times. Yeah, so stay tuned for that right after us, and check out Loganity 4 to 6 on Tuesday, and CJ Crosscheck 2 to 3 on Wednesday. We just talked to Jean-Luc Grandpierre yesterday. You can check the full clip online on the School on Air Podcast Network. And as soon as this podcast is over, you can catch it on there too.
Sigourney Air, the new generation of sports talk. And Spotify. Yep. And Spotify. So. Ooh, whoop, whoop. All right. Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening behind the scenes. But yep. right here in front of the camera, we're going to keep talking hoops. Mm-hmm. Ball don't lie. The Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans, one of the most intriguing games of the year. Yeah. Mm. The Pelicans beat the Blazers 138, 117. New Orleans, New Orleans, I don't know why that is. Oh, the Ants. are third one in a row. You're supposed to say Nolens. <laughs> Nolens. <laughs> that's that's the way it says. No, everybody knows Nolens. I mean, <laughs> uh, the Pelicans won their third game in a row. Lillard and CJ wasn't their best night shooting. Thirteen of thirty-three, twenty points each. Carmelo Anthony had a night, or excuse me, Carmelo Anthony had a good night. Eighteen points, eight of sixteen uh, from the field. Oh, of five from three, however, so not contributing there. Stop shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since called. he left the Nuggets, he's lost his touch. I I, uh, I disagree with that. I, I disagree because I think that the it. Portland. I think that Portland needs Carmelo Anthony. In order it, to do anything. Right. They, they And, you know, Carmelo has been balling out all season. I mean, you know, right now he's a little, it's a little shaky gaming. I mean, it's an 82-game season. Yeah. You know, and Carmelo's also getting older. But I think, you know, having that kind of option for Damian Lillard makes him, makes him a much better player. Right. And on you the know. other end of the coin, Zion Williamson had his best game with a pro, I think. 31 points, 9 rebounds, mm-hmm. 5 assists, 10 of 17 shooting. Didn't even make a 3. And that shows how explosive and what his game could be. And J.J. Redick had 20 points and made 4 threes. So. Okay, so I remember an argument I had. No, oh, I'd have to say sometime in 2019, even though you know we're still fresh in 2020, to my Facebook friends, I apologize. <laughs> because I said, that you know, Zion Williams, we were giving him this this we were putting him on this pedestal before he even played a game yeah. in the NBA, but yet you know yet here we are. So yeah. I I was wrong on that. You know, um, it, it's it's a he's got this kid's got a tremendous upside. You know, watching him just been. Being able to catch on so quickly to the NBA game, you know, versus college is 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 it's almost unreal. Well, when you're at as as big and athletic as he is, I feel like you're gonna transfer into the NBA a lot more easily than than he he was able to transfer well, into the NBA much more easily. Well, being coached by Coach K is probably not I mean, doesn't probably doesn't hurt either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it you know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, just a little bit. He, uh, it, as a matter of fact, there's another Coach K product and JJ Reddick. Mm-hmm. Yep, couple of Dukies. Yep, and, and Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like Zion, like you said, ten of seventeen from the field. That just shows you how explosive and dynamic he is around the rim. Especially when he gets moving downhill, um, you know he's he's like LeBron. Once if there's something in his way, it's not going to stop him. Yeah. So um, you know he from ten feet in, I feel like he's almost unstoppable. And kind of like Giannis, once he develops a consistent outside game, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, let's not let's not go too far out though. Right. I'd say let's keep it into that eighteen to twenty foot jump shot range. Mm-hmm. Not have him shoot so many threes. I think uh, 
they're missing a point guard. Yeah. All right, because Lonzo Ball, trash. <laughs> He's the guy is horrible. Preach. Just jump shot. Just, just it's it, oh my. <laughs> it, it's almost like watching. It's almost like watching a nine-year-old kid just shoot the basketball or learning how to shoot the basketball. It's one of those things that just makes you cringe. Right, and <laughs> is, there's no, there's no, there's no aesthetic value to it. Now, is he a good passer? Yes. Yeah. I'll give him that. He's a great ball handler. He's good speed. But as far as doing the job of a point guard, no. Mm -hmm. I think, And I think the NBA put way too much stock into him. Yeah. I, I know his two brothers are actually better than he is. LaMelo, I think, is going to be one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What it, about, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no. no. Continue your point. No, uh, I, I think that uh, they're, they're one point guard away. From actually being a good team. Mm -hmm. So what if uh, New Orleans this offseason calls Oklahoma City? They're like, hey, we'll give you Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball hmm. for Chris Paul. So so a return back to New Orleans for Chris Paul. Hmm. What would you say? Would you say who would say no in this trade? Who would say no in this trade? OKC and Chris Paul. Do you think Oklahoma City would turn down Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball? I think so. Because right. like, they, like you said, they've just hyped up Lonzo Ball way too much, and he has yep. not proven anything to be as good as what everyone has put him out to be. Right. I, I think, I think, uh, I think some time in the G League would do him real good. Sure. Yeah. Personally, I mean, and not that's no, no offense, but I mean, his his decision making, especially coming to the NBA. I mean, he averages five turnovers a game. <laughs> Yeah. Right. As a point guard, that's you. You're not going to win games having five turnovers. I don't think Chris Paul would say no because I think that he would like to play alongside Zion. I think those two would mm. be a, would be a good duo. It'd be an older Chris Paul, obviously, but with a younger version of Blake Griffin. Yeah, but a better version of a younger Blake Griffin. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> lob Absolutely. City 2.0. Let's go. And, uh, actually, actually, I don't even think they would even lob the ball, you know, because Zion's not that kind. Of, that's the one thing about Zion's game that, you know, I'm still having a hard time with it. And I hope that, you know, he works on it as the offseason is to run the floor. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a – if every successful big man in the NBA has ran the floor. Well, and I think, you know, it's just his first year and he's, you know, had the, the knee injury yeah. at the beginning of the year. But whenever you come into the NBA, no one is ever in shape for the mm -hmm. NBA. So give him next year or the year after that, you'll see him more transitioning up and down mm -hmm. the floor consistently. So speaking of Chris Paul, his former team, the Houston Rockets, played the Celtics on Tuesday night and they defeated the Celtics 116-105. Yeah. This loss snapped Boston's seven-game winning streak. Gordon Hayward had 20 points. Jalen Brown had 19 points. James Harden, 42 points. And Russell Westbrook contributed with 36 points. So for Houston, this small ball lineup is kind of working. But I don't know. Luck. <laughs> yeah, I still don't believe in it 100%. No, nope. I agree. Yeah, because it's just like it's just kind of out of nowhere. So I don't. I feel like nobody really knows what they expect out of it. Right. Right. But they're what since since the trade deadline, they're like two and two. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's Average. it's yeah, it's it's early to t too early to tell. 
if it's actually going to work or not. But, I mean, they lost the other night to Indiana when Boyan hit the yes hit the uh, the three at the buzzer. I mean, they were saying that this small ball thing isn't working. Well, I mean, Bogdanovich just hit a three at the buzzer. So that's that has nothing really to do with small ball. So they could possibly be like three and one right now. But I Sounded mean, sounding like Logan right now. Yeah, your pro mm-hmm. uh, Rockets. I know he, he thinks they're gonna make the finals. Oh they're no, not, I, I don't think. Okay, they're gonna so make the finals. So here's two numbers that stick out to me in this one. Harden's forty-two points, but what's what's worse is his nine of nineteen shooting. You know, seven of sixteen. Yeah, from of, three. Yeah, out of who those nine. shoots three sixteen threes in a game? Your boy. Apparently, James Harden, the Rockets, <laughs> and, and and you know, I mean that's that's kind of it's kind of disturbing because you won't do that in the playoffs Mm-mm. at all. The Rockets will. They the went Rockets zero twenty-seven will. against the Warriors. Yeah, so they missed twenty-seven straight. Never gonna. Right. They will never learn a lesson because when Robert Covington is your starting center, that's how you know you have issues. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's it's time to overhaul we'll, the entire we'll, franchise. We'll Covington your and Tyson Chandler, your old your old center and your six foot seven center. Something's not gonna work out. Right. Nope. And nope. it's like it's the same argument like brought up with Giannis and the Bucks earlier. It's like, sure this works maybe over an eighty two game season, but once you get into the meat and potatoes of the playoffs, yep. mm-hmm. they'll survive round one probably, I mean, depending on who they play. But round two and on, it's like it's probably won't work because guys will figure this out. Yeah. Because Westbrook in the playoffs has been inconsistent. Harden has his own narrative. It's the Harden playoff. Thing. And it's as we've talked a little bit, they they don't have much depth. Right. Well, Westbrook Westbrook doesn't take a shot that he doesn't like. He, there's As a matter of fact, he's got the Allen Iverson mentality. Yeah. There's no shot that he doesn't like. I mean, you know, he puts up 23 shots, and sure, it's a win, but, I mean, it took him – how many of those 33 are attacking the basket, though? Right. It took him, you know, 13 shots. It took the it took Harden, I'm sorry, to have 42 points and him to have 36 points for him to win. win. But where's where's the ball movement is my question. Right. So it, it looks to me like they took a combined, uh, let's see. 22 shots? Right, 22. It, it took, they made 22 it took him a lot of shots. Yeah. It's almost almost 50 shots. Yeah. To say that to even, you know, come close to win they and they only won by 11. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, it is that's what I mean is that's kind of disturbing. Yeah. That's a, it indicates some sort of problem where there's no ball movement. Yeah. And you the, look, you look at this Daniel House Jr. 17 points in that game, Robert Covington 12, PJ Tucker 4, and then they only had 5 points off the bench. Right. So if they're going to win any games, Harden and, and Westbrook are going to have to put up at or over 40. They shot 28% from three, 13 of 45. Jeez. Yep. And Ouch. still won by 11. So does that say more about the Rockets or the Celtics? Oh. <laughs> well, it, it's it's pretty much the law of averages. I mean, if you put up that many shots, yeah, sure. You know, it's like Allen Iverson. I'll go back to him taking 
30 shots a game, and he's scoring like 50 points. I mean, you know, Shaq made the comment one time, well, you know, if I put up if I put up 30 shots, you know, I should have 50 points. Right. Here's, here, here's a stat you know, right here. Here's one of those things. Here's a stat in this game. Boston from the free throw line is 20 of 25. Houston Rockets were 37 of 42. Mm. So that's where a lot of their points were coming from, too. Exactly. So, but still, the only ones going to the free throw line: James Harden, seventeen for eighteen, and Russell Westbrook, ten of thirteen. So, like I said, those, 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 those two guys are going to have to get at least thirty-six minimum a game between the both of them, mm-hmm. yeah, that's if they're going to want to win. Shooting threes, ISO ball, and free throws. Yep. And that's why he's one of the worst NBA players to watch. <laughs> right, and, and well, not to mention he takes almost six steps when he does a euro step. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've never seen somebody travel so far and get away with it every time. I just kind of wonder how that happens. Maybe he's not traveling if they never call it. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, you I, I personally like watching them. Watching who? Harden or the Rockets? Harden. Why? What is appealing about it? He right. can just because how he can get to the rim. He like he's his ball handling is smooth. He can get by defenders if he wants to. Well, sure, but don't let him pick it up. Don't Don't let him pick up his dribble because he's at least coming from the free throw line all the way to the basket. Also, and it is four steps, you know, five, whatever. It It doesn't matter. Twenty-three seconds of the twenty-four second shot clock to do it. Mm. Use every second that you get. But you're right. But and that that's why that's why it's there. The only problem is is that with them putting up this many shots between just the two of them. Do you think that this is going to translate well into the playoffs? No. Uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm going with that. No. When I, like I said, when it comes to the long run, it won't work. Right. And then, and then what? So now all of Cause a sudden. Because rebounding is, is always going to be a factor in games. Well, they got Regular Clint season. Capella. <laughs> Who? I think Clint Capella's still playing for him. Nope. Oh, nope. Make he got trade traded in. to uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. In the Covington deal, so it was like a that's right. Yeah. Deal. So like I said, their big man is either a six seven six seven and Robert Covington, or B Tyson Chandler, who's thirty seven years old. That's their big man. It can't think... be no worse than Tristan Thompson. What's wrong with Tristan Thompson? He had twenty seven points Thompson. last night. Somebody's got to score on that team. I mean, switch to three. Oh, two back Lord, to back. Did he really? Back I didn't. Back. I didn't get to watch that oh, game. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, He's beautiful. shooting threes. It was beautiful. Wow. He's been shooting threes this year. It's been kind of weird to watch. Yeah, it's it's very awkward. But I mean, if he makes apparently, it, uh, yeah, apparently he's been working. I mean, the... I don't. I don't have a. a... Oh, so he's. Like, he's... I, 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 I don't expect a lot out of the Cavs this year. So whatever they want to do, go ahead. Right. He he's finally he's finally. I, I like to see him return back to the days of Mark Price and Brad Doherty when they were actually they were actually good. Right. And Larry Nance. Yeah. They were they were actually pretty good. So I you know I'm waiting on that one, but I guess I might be still waiting. Who knows? But even though this loss for the Rockets, I mean, or for the Celtics, I still like them coming out mm-hmm. of the East. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's more of a. It's more of a, a bump on the road mm-hmm. for them. That they. I mean, they're halfway through the season. Yep. You know, it's once you'll see once the end of the regular season and playoffs come around, they're they'll be fine tuned and mm-hmm. and they're going to make that finals push. Agreed. All right. So that was all to these main games, not like the Wizards and Hawks or whatever, but the main. Yeah, it's games. a clash of the Titans. <laughs> From. That's all from Tuesday, so yep. let's talk about Wednesday's game. So, the Raptors, who I think are the best team in the East, 
took on the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Toronto was riding a 15-game winning streak, but it came to a screeching halt when the Nets, without Kyrie Irving, beat the Raptors 101-91. to Serge Ibaka had 28 points. Van Fleet had 22 points for the Raptors. And 40% Zones, from three? Yeah, 4 of 10 from three for Van Fleet. He's been playing super well this year. He, he's not they, – they're all underrated. Now, this was the example that I was just talking about where you have a team that has roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the roles are defined and everybody accepts those roles. Right. You've seen that last year when they won it all. And you're seeing it even more so. Yeah, right. You're seeing it even more so this year mm-hmm. where they don't have a superstar, but night in and night out, Somebody steps up and gets them to win. Right. And this is what ha- this Game is ball. what happens with exactly, and this is what happens with championship teams. I mean, and also they kind of the same thing. They play defense on one end and run the floor on the or at least run their sets on the other. Mm-hmm. And it's really you know if you're a basketball fan and you know anything about basketball, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It is it's so fun. Yep. And it's like oh wow you know so you got a bunch of well, somewhat no-name players. You have no superstars on this team. Heck, you don't Siakam even really have it. Well, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good, but I, I wouldn't call him a superstar Not yet. Yeah. yeah, Still need to hit, like, another level. Mm-hmm. Yet. But he's it, only, you know, 25, something like that. He's got – And no it, one it, saw this right version anyway. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. He would, you know, I would like to see him in Indiana. It's a good team. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, I would like to. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Indiana <laughs> and seeing, you know, exactly how, you know, uh, you got uh, Miles Davis. There's a Miles. lot of people that I would like to see play next to Victor Oladipo. Yep, and him too. That would Demondis be that would be Sabonis. great. They got a good little team out there. Mm-hmm. Savonis has been playing well, especially with Miles Turner coming off the bench. Right, mm-hmm. Miles Turner. I said Miles Davis. He's a jazz singer. <laughs> I was listening to him earlier. I was listening to him earlier. I apologize about that. Sorry. Yeah. But Miles Turner. Yeah, he he's he's now that's another team that you know they have a couple of great players, but they accept their role, mm-hmm. and because of that, they're able to function and operate. Yep. I mean, because Miles Turner's a beast, and a lot of people don't know that, you know, like just you know, just his overall person, he brings that team that toughness yeah. that they need. And I would love to see uh, see Ockham play with them. That'd be good. But I mean, this Toronto team is looking great. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how deep they go in the playoffs this year. I'm not going to say they're going to win it all. But I don't think. That. But. <laughs> They might make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe, because we all know how playoff Kyle, Kyle Lowry looks. But Yeah, but he looked like that last year, and they still won. They had Kawhi. But they replaced Kawhi with Siakam and his numbers, and they found a way to replace Siakam on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, like like I said, I can't predict the future. I don't know how it's all going to unfold. It may work. Right. It may work. Who knows? <laughs> I You know, and like you said, um, they have a un, they have a bunch of underrated coaches on that team. Uh, I forget they got a couple of assistant coaches that 
you know, I've always liked. I can't think of who they are right now, but I usually can. Did you hear what Kyle Lowry said yesterday after their loss? Maybe it was at halftime. I don't he know. said but they were tired. He or said they were just they were just tired. Yeah. I mean, and maybe you know, winning 15 games. I mean, you work that hard to win a game. You work that hard to win one game. Imagine 15 in a row. Right. So, I mean, they'll have a nice little break, you know, coming in with. With the uh, All Star Game, uh, Lowry and Siakam are are on the rosters though. So, but you know the All Star Game, they're not they don't get too physical or, or overdo it or anything. So <laughs> they'll be they'll all be getting their rest. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they fare in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and for the Nets in this game, Pickerington's own Karis Karis Levert had twenty points, and Joe Harris, former Cavalier, had nineteen right. points. I like Joe Harris. So. He's got a shot, white boy. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he does. Um, I think you know. I think this team looks great without uh, KD right now. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they look like when he comes back. Now it can go oh, one his, or two when ways. All his drama comes in. I think uh, Kyrie. I mean, see what he did in Cleveland. And do you see what Kevin Durant said about his form, about why he left OKC? Yeah. He, I just, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Durant is a great basketball player, fantastic basketball player, but to me, he's like the Antonio Brown of the NBA. Mm. Like he just likes all the attention and starting all this drama. I don't know about that because KD was quiet really prior to that. I mean, he really didn't. He really didn't say to. He just played basketball. I mean, he uses burner accounts, so he didn't have to say anything. His burner accounts did. Yeah, that's true. There <laughs> is that. He uses accounts as in plural, not in, yeah. as in he uses more than one, which yeah. is the weird thing. Yeah. And he but. said he still does. Oh, this is prerogative. But when, when he comes back, I'm sure that the Nets will be, you know, him and Kyrie playing yeah. out there. They'll be a great squad. Be contenders. Yeah. Kar- Karis LeVert. And, I mean, they're, uh, they're big man. Uh, Joe, or what's his name? Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah, I wanted to say Allen. Joe Allen, but I didn't think that was right. I mean, he's he's a good role role player, big man. You yeah. know, he he does the dirty work on the inside. So they'll they'll have a good little team when when both of them become available, Kyrie mm. and KD together. I'd have liked to seen Andre Drummond go there. Yeah, well, the Cavs got him. So. Right. <laughs> Probably the most surprising part of the trade. Well, that was yeah. yeah that was yeah. Was, I think the whole Detroit's whole front office should be fired. Every last one of them. Well, I think they weren't really getting what they wanted out of him. Maybe Drummond. So maybe they're just trying to. They moved him, moved on from him, and they're going to just try and start somewhere else. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. They're owing five since that trade. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not like, and it's not um, like they've you know barely lost. They getting killed, smoked yeah. every game. Yeah. So no, that trade didn't work out at all. Yeah. <laughs> not not for them, and that's why I said I think their whole front office should be fired. But also the Pistons, I mean, I don't think they were playing for a playoff spot really either. They hanging on to hanging on to right around eighth this show. I mean, which is kind like of a tenth, close tenth race. Or so between. so yeah, they have a chance. But right, they, you, well, would they, they win their first playoff now. series they, against the Bucks? Probably not. Right. Well, they just traded away now. So <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, that went bye bye with Andre Drummond. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, Derrick Rose is balling out of his mind. Bro, I would love to see him if he never had any injuries. That's probably one of the biggest what ifs ever. Yep. Right. Him and Greg Oden. But you yep. know what? He 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 did what Jordan did. 
and he transformed his game. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, once Jordan couldn't be Air Jordan no more, he had to become more methodical about his approach, and that's, approach, and that's what I'm seeing from uh, Derrick Rose right now. Yeah, he's adjusted his game well. Yep. We're going to skip ahead here on the rundown a little bit, talk about a couple, two more important games. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers last night and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies with a prove-it win last night against the Trailblazers, 111-104. That was a good game. Memphis, yes, it was. Mm. Memphis is now two games over 500. They are 28 and 26, and are in the eighth spot in the Western Conference. C.J. McCollum, 23 points for the Blazers. Dame, Damian Lillard, 20 points. We'll talk about him later a little bit more in depth. He left the game with a groin injury, and he is now out for the All Star game and out for the three point contest. Devin Booker replaced him in mm-hmm. both of those. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he Devin Booker should be getting some kind of playing time. I, I would love to see him on another team because <laughs> the Suns team is just terrible. They've been terrible. They're dumpster juice. They're not <laughs> yeah. just trash. They're the entire thing. They just uh, and it, it as as a fan of basketball, it's they're painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. But he's just so skilled. It's just yeah, he is. But that, I mean, that's, that's what sucks about for the, for them to even have uh, any kind of chance to win a game. He has to put up. 50 points or so right to win a game and i'm like oh yeah well they're not gonna do that Mm -hmm. i mean they don't they don't invest they don't invest in their team they don't get any players i mean markeith morris who is he (laughs) you know i mean he's not as good as his twin brother marcus because marcus is actually pretty skilled yeah you know, especially for especially for a role player, but that's why he's been on these right. contending teams. Exactly, but you know, Markeith. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Carmelo Anthony earlier. This game was one to forget for him. Five points on one of fifteen shooting. This is why I said he kind of lost his touch. And fifteen by that, rebounds, though. And by that I mean he can have twenty-eight points, or he can have five. He's just he's the past couple of years he's just been inconsistent. Right, but fifteen rebounds. Yeah, I mean there's you know, it's sometimes you'll have that. You know, in the in the games. The, right. Fifteen rebounds, but you got the loss, so I yeah. think I mean, obviously one of fifteen isn't ideal. If right. like three more of those shots go in, they probably won the game, but maybe. It's just a matter of if and when one of the biggest what ifs. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely a what if. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He'll go down probably as a Hall of Famer. Oh, he you is. Know? Yeah. So, I mean. And Dwight Howard. But. Yeah. But a he, Hall of Famer without a championship. Yep. But That's a problem. The, in, <laughs> in, in today's game now, he's just became inconsistent. That's well, just I my mean, opinion. Well, I mean, look at the era of basketball he started in. Yeah. Versus what it is now. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a heck of an adjustment. He came in with LeBron and. You know Kobe, which Kobe would, was there and everything. So and the Pistons could have got him. Yeah, mm. yeah, at the number two pick. Another I remember that. But instead, they picked uh, Darko Milic. <laughs> yeah, nice. we we see we see what happened. Well, and the only reason why <laughs> we see what happened with that, and the only reason why Dumars didn't draft him was because um, they had at that time they had Tayshawn Prince. Yeah. So I mean, it, it made sense at the time, but definitely don't now. <laughs> so hey, not as bad as um, Hashim the beat over KD, but yeah, whatever happened to him? 
Who? It's one of the Hashim Tafit. <laughs> drafted at, at like, a Georgetown. Is that right? Yes. I think drafted like first overall. Seven six was really what Kristaps uh, Porzingis is. Yeah. Right, was supposed what he was. He was supposed to be what Kristaps Porzingis is. Right, and he's yeah. just never like. I think he played for the Pacers, maybe. Played for like, man, I'm doing off the top of my head. Right like now. He 15, did. 20 games, wasn't it? Yeah, I, if he that. For, he didn't. He had the, didn't play much, and I haven't heard about him in the past what eight years. <laughs> it seems like he he played for the Thunder too. There was a time he played yeah. for Oklahoma City currently looking up on the fly right now um for memphis john moran had 20 points mm-hmm. 9 of 23 shooting not the best shooting night but hey it went to win oh five from three point and brandon clark off the bench 27 points on 12 of 14 shooting talk about a great six re- six rebounds that's not bad it's not bad and six rebounds i mean john moran's going to be the face of the franchise yeah. mm-hmm they, I mean, for a rookie, he's just putting up fantastic numbers. More than likely rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, they're in the eighth in the eighth spot in the West right now. You know, when it comes to come playoff time, if they still are in that eighth spot, going to play be playing either the Lakers, Nuggets, or the Clippers. We'll see how the second half of the season unfolds. So I don't think that they're going to get out of the first round, but – I mean, like I said, they only have one guy that's over the age of 30 on their team. So it's not about this year. It's in the next three years, three years from now, they could be a, a top contender in the West. Yeah, okay. It just takes time for these guys to mature and grow. So. Yep. And the last game I want to hit on from last night, maybe the game of the year, mm. the Lakers outslugged the Nuggets in overtime, 120 to 116. Oh, and did you see that dunk LeBron did? That was just so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, that were... That was just bad news. I mean, <laughs> it was. It came from a place of like just pain and yeah. anguish, <laughs> and just you see something unleashed. Right, I was like, oh, I and I, I had to look, and I was like, wait a minute, I need to let me rewind that and play that again. Because wait a second, did, did, I must have missed something. You know, it was like wow. You know, um. Yeah, and Los Angeles now, with this win, has now solidified themselves as the one seed. This was the game, basically, of whoever wins this will have an inside track at the one seed. Mm-hmm. But with Los Angeles winning, they're now four games ahead of Denver for that one seed. And watching this game on TV, it felt like a playoff game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Denver's really good. Yes. Yeah. They're really good. And I think um, they proved it last night. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, th- this is this is one of those losses for them, if I were them, I would just have to be like, well, you win some, you lose some. You put everything on the floor. Right. It, you you know, it's like you win some, you lose some. And I think that uh, you listen to their post-game comments. I think they took it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really starting to gel yeah. a lot better as a team. And yeah. with all that talent. And they're, they're, very, they're looking very dangerous right now. Yeah. And their stat lines from last night, Jamal Murray, 32 points, mm-hmm. 10 assists. And Jokic, who... I don't like placing blame on one player, but he pretty, he made some bad decisions coming down the end of the pretty game. much single handedly lost the game for the <laughs> Nuggets last night. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You but, gotta shoot that three. But let let let's chalk that up for experience. I mean, right? You know, yeah. young. He'll learn that. He'll yeah. next next game. He'll learn. Hey, I, I'm just open. I'm right. gonna shoot it. I mean, I wouldn't look too much into that. I mean, you know, he still had eleven rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Yeah. You know, on top of all of that, so. 
and and a loss to this loaded LA team. Yeah. I mean, I like their roster. When mm-hmm. we go, going back to talking about teams playing together as teams, Nuggets as a prime example of right. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris Jr., mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. They got a good supporting cast. Yes, they. Uh, yes, front, they do. Front to back, you know, and with a great pickup, uh, I think a great pickup in Jeremy Grant. You know, that gives them a little more explosiveness. So I like. I mean. <clears throat> Then you got the veteran, you know, Paul Millsap coming off the bench, and they also picked up Noah Vonley. So they got a good depth roster, which in come once again come playoff time, that's what's going to help because you know you're playing your normal 82 games, and then ha- one, two series after that, if you're playing in the Western Conference Finals, who knows? You're got you guys are going to be getting tired if you have that depth back there, and a full team that loves to play together like they do. They're going to be pretty good. Right, and for Los Angeles, Anthony Davis and LeBron both went off 33 points for Davis. Mm. Three of six from three. He made, I believe, two of those in overtime, so Mm -hmm. really big threes. Mm -hmm. And LeBron, 32 points on 15 of 29 shooting. Only went one of seven from three, but we'll forget about that because they won. 12 rebounds and 14 assists. Overall, great win for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Whenever you have LeBron putting numbers up like this, more than likely – you're you're gonna get the win. Yeah. Well, I mean that's well that's LeBron and on any team. Mm-hmm. I mean he could be playing for the Atlanta Hawks right now, <laughs> and they would be near would, the top of the right. East. I mean that's just that's just LeBron. That's just what he does. Um, I think I think it's gonna be interesting though to see how he's going to do in the finals. Without having this talent, Lakers going to the final. I think he just called it. <laughs> yeah, they 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 will go to the finals. I mean, they're on yeah. a mission. Let's face it. I mean, you know, and especially with the death of Kobe Bryant, and see, as him and, as as close as him and uh, LeBron were, Kobe Bryant and LeBron, death has a perception. Mm-hmm. It gives you a specific perception, and it brings stuff you know to the forefront. Right. And I think, you know, you could tell as a team that the focus was there. Yeah. And it's, it's there, and it's pretty much going to remain there. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's this is going to be interesting to see, you know, if they can get past this Denver Nugget team. And watch out for Utah. They've... Utah is scary good. I love Donovan Mitchell. I do too. I think if Mike Conley can figure out – it figured out on the def- defensive end, I yep. think they're a dangerous team. But he just has to figure out defensively. I think yep. they're a great team, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I you know I agree with that because it seems like when they get into uh, when they get into the three-two set into a into a three-two zone, he tends to lose who he's supposed to guard. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, or where he's supposed to guard him at because I mean, if, if it's a zone. You know, and they don't have to worry about playing a two-three because they've got these big men underneath. That's, I mean, Rudy Gobert is just the cleanup guy. So who's going in there? Right. You know, on on top of that. So speaking about big men, going back to the Lakers, I feel like someone who's underrated, who's been playing well, has been Dwight Howard. Yep. Mm-hmm. He may not have like the be- the best numbers or anything, but if you watch him, I mean, he's the workhorse of that team. <laughs> He's he's down there under the basket fighting for every ball. He's playing defense on on you know great players. He's if he wasn't there because JaVel McGee couldn't do that, 
Anthony yeah. Davis could, but if he was he, doing it alone, he'd be too tired. He's starting to become the Dwight Howard of old. Yeah. And, I mean, the all-star center that actually hung Shaq at the rim yeah. <laughs> when Shaq tried to dunk on him. Uh, all-star. Like I said, I just feel like he's just happy to be back on the team. Mm-hmm. Him, him actually playing. He's playing like it. Yeah. He's playing like it. So, yep. that's, it's just, like I said, though, it's going to be a grind, you know, in that conference. And it's just going to be interesting to see how both teams react or all these teams that are top. I say the top three or four teams in the West. It's going to be a doozy. Okay. So, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, so we'll see. We're going to take one more very quick break because I've kind of forgotten to do that over right. this hour. We just had a lot of good discussions. Right. That, yeah, that's all right. I'll tell you what, though. One question I do want to ask. What's good from Chipotle? <laughs> Anybody know anything good from Chipotle? What I get is brown rice, half chicken, half steak, or their barbacoa, uh, tomato, green salsa, <laughs> sour cream. Sounds like a pretty intricate order. And double cheese. Oh man, you got you, all you're paying for is the meat. Everything else is you can get as much as you want. True, indeed. Stack I think, it, stack it up. I, I think we'll go with that. All right, <laughs> Chipotle, give us a call. Yep, there Auto you go. Auto live Thursdays, four to six. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Outstanding. Back here on Vol Don't Lie to wrap up the show. The last twenty minutes or so, the Karen K Show is coming up next with Loganity gonna be fun i can't wait to listen to that and i hope you enjoy listening to our show so i've had fun i think these guys have had fun too <laughs> so <laughs> yes sir so right and we talked i i was on cbj crosscheck well always on cbj crosscheck we talked to john luke grandpierre just got to do some housekeeping real quick we talked to john luke grandpierre uh, former NHL player, currently on the list for Fox Sports Ohio. The whole interview is on our podcast network's corner, podcast network, and on Facebook. So go check that out. It was really fun. It looked like it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. You know, I was on the road, and um, yeah, it looked like it looked like he's a real, real. He's a decent guy. Yeah. It'd be great, great that he's know. really nice. And I hope soon we'll have guests on here. Hmm. I'm not saying like 100, but I'm trying to work on it. So, yep. right. so. We'll get there one day. Yes, sir, we will. So this is a segment I like to call hot take, cold take, or right take. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a prompt, and you're just going to tell me, and I'll answer too. If it's a hot take, a cold take, or a right take. So basically, is the porridge too hot, too cold, or is it just right? So the first one, <laughs> the Thunder <Reference>. Team. <laughs> the Thunder Team Chris Paul is on right now is better than the Rockets, depth-wise. So if you flip them. Would Chris Paul do better on the Thunder or the Rockets right now? It's the right take. I'd say that's the right take. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think. I mean, we touched base on it earlier. Yeah. Right. After Russell Westbrook and James Harden, Robert Covington, <laughs> not much of anybody else. And the irony right. is they would be even smaller with Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coincidence? So. so, yeah. But, like, with the Thunder, Chris Paul – Shea Gilgis Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, they don't, they might not be as talented right. as as Harden and Westbrook, um, or athletic, but once again, when it comes to the playoff, you're gonna need a full team, 
and that depth on your bench to be able to step up. Right. I think in the, in, in the Rockets' last game, they had five points off the bench. Right. That's not going to win you very many games. No. Nope. So, prompt two. The Miami Heat are now the favorites in the Eastern Conference after acquiring Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Oh, my. That's cold. I'm going to agree with that. Oh, oh my. <laughs> that's cold. That's like, oh. <laughs> That's uh that's that should be stuck somewhere in Antarctica <laughs> with the penguins right now. Uh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite no. in the East? My favorite in the East, I'm gonna go with Boston. Yeah. Just because um an experienced roster. They've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad um, Stevens. Yep, Brad Stevens. <laughs> Great coach. And you know, it's just experience wins out. Especially especially in a team in a in a in this in this conference, mm-hmm. you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis makes the, the adjustments that he made from last playoffs yeah. to this one, and yeah. we'll, we'll we, it should be it should be good to see who's gonna play against them. Is that's the only question? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference, but maybe they might bump up to three possibly two in the Eastern Conference. I mean, like I said, Iguodala and Crowder, two veteran guys have been there to the finals. Uh, They have the experience. They're going to pass on that experience and leadership to those Mm -hmm. younger guys that haven't been there as much or haven't been there at all. But I don't think that they're the favorites. I still also like Boston coming out of the East. Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimba, Brad Stevens. They've got... They've just got the right mix, mm-hmm. right? They're still missing a, a, a true big man, but other than that, I mean, they can they I work. I think they can it. do without it. I yeah. think yeah. Ennis Cantor is suffice. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, if he was on the Rockets, we'd be. I think the narrative narrative would be completely different about the Rockets. Yeah, mm. I would agree. So. Well, they, you know, the Rockets right now lack toughness, mm-hmm. and that's that's the one thing that's going to cost them mm-hmm. in the, in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So. The third prompt, the Andre Drummond trade made more sense from the Pistons standpoint from the Cavaliers. Oh, that's really cold. <laughs> it's like I said, uh, they, their whole front office should probably be fired. I mean, like, they should have been escorted off the property for that one. Because, <laughs> okay, so, you know, you trade away Andre Drummond, who basically is – your franchise, the face of your franchise right now. You sign him to $110 million, thanks to Stan Van Gundy and his infinite wisdom. Uh, you, you, and you make, the, make him the face of their franchise, so you trade him, and you didn't really get anything for him. You gave him away. Like John Henson, Henson and, and Brandon Knight. Two expiring and a pick, I think. Right, that's like I was just like, oh, this is just. Yeah, I think it was probably. It should go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. <laughs> I mean, for the Cavs, it it worked, it worked out, out absolutely. Them, but it, like I said, they're not really playing for anything. Well, okay, so what? But it still worked out for them. I mean, yeah. they got the way better end of the deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, you know. But I think I think there's more to this story too. I think there could have been some. I, it could have been a case where, you know, he may have made some kind of hint that he didn't want to be there. Mm. But 
I was reading about, you know, what his comments were after, and I was like, no, he wanted to be there. They just mm-hmm. traded him away. Mm-hmm. Unless they're about to go through another, you know, someone else is about to buy the team. I mean, yeah. or yeah. something. Who another knows? rebuild? There, yeah. there, well, there's definitely a rebuild now. <laughs> we know that. Yep. They, they have what? They don't have any pieces to even start with. I mean, Blake Griffin's old. <laughs> You're paying him thirty-eight he, million next right, year, right? <laughs> and he's he's just. Oh, uh, I don't know. He ha- he has his good moments, and well, he has his bad moments. I think he concentrated too much on Duncan when he first came into the league, yeah. you know, and jumping over Kia's and all. <laughs> but I don't know. They didn't work on the rest. He forgot that there was a uh, the rest of his game, yeah. and he had to actually play basketball at some point. So. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's, time will tell. And right. Who knows? This might flip, and the Pistons might look like the best trade ever for them. But I doubt it. <laughs> so, Giannis is the MVP favorite. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> well. Give me Damian Lillard. And I'm going to tell you why. Because without Damian Lillard, that <laughs> team does not win a game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they do not win a game. They don't make it to any kind of – they're not in any kind of playoff contention. They're not – you know, I mean, this roster they have now looks worse than what it did last year. And somehow, they're still they're still hanging on to you know in you know tenth the place, eighth, I think. eighth or ninth 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 or ninth. tenth yeah they're in ninth place right now twenty five and thirty one mm-hmm. and they're still hanging on you know with minimal talent. My man Rennie over here is speaking facts. Giannis is not the MVP favorite. I mean, as the stats that he's putting up, of course, are lights out, just like they were last year when he won. But since January 1st, Damian Lillard averaging 32 and a half. That's first in the league. 30-point games, 13, first in the league. 40-point mm-hmm. games, six, first in the league. 50-point mm-hmm. games, three, first in the league. All just this year since January 1st. <laughs> since January 1st, 22 games. Out of those 22, he's been the leading scorer 19 times. Out of the 22 games, he's been the leading assist man 19 or er, right. 21 times. And since January 9th, he has been the leading scorer and assist in 17 straight games. And the, yeah. d- the dude is putting mm-hmm. the team on his back. On his back. But yep. he's got practice at doing it, too. Yes. But, I mean, it's, and this is the thing. We always overlook Damian Lillard yes. for MVP every year. But every year, consistently, he continues to do the same thing over and over again. And that's put the team on his back, and they win ball games. <laughs> I would, yeah. say, I would say, if I was to make an order, I mean, the most valuable player to any team would be LeBron. Right. I would put him in first, and then second, I would put Dame Lillard because of the season that he's having, especially in in this twenty twenty year. Okay. All right. So let's and take then, and then Giannis. Okay. So for LeBron, let's take away. Anthony Davis. Let's take away Dwight Howard. Let's take away Rajon Rondo. Oh, well, Rajon Rondo, yeah. 
okay, now, now. Yeah, he's got his moments. Right, but, I mean, he's got a lot of experience. and was one of the top point guards in the league for a long time. Right. So let's take all of that away because, let's face it, Damian Lillard doesn't have, you know, any anybody. But, I mean. C.J. McCollum's a great two-man to him. But, but C.J. McCollum is streaky. He has he has games where he's playing really great, and then he has other games where it's just awful. Yeah, I mean he he's had his share of thirty point games, forty point games, but usually he's averaging right around twenty. Right, and I mean you know he's a, he's a good two guy. You're right, but I mean he's not as talented as these other players that are named for Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So right. if you take those away, do you honestly think that they would even be in the position that they're in now? If you take LeBron away from L.A. and you take Dame away from Portland, both of those teams are nowhere where they are right now. So I'm just saying right. the, how LeBron plays with other people around him, mm. he just completely changes a whole team. Not saying Dame Lillard doesn't because, like I said, you could take him to the Phoenix Suns and he would <laughs> and he'd probably they, – they might not be, you know – Top really? five, top six, but he'd be right there on that on that eighth spot. Hey, that's not a bad idea. No. With Devin Booker, yeah. Well, I mean, like, hey, they they might like want to. Hey, hey, Phoenix, you might want to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying. You know, it, <laughs> so Dame Lillard to the James miracles Jones. do is that, occur. Is, is that a hot take? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, miracles do occur. Yeah. James know? Jones, I know you're listening to the show right now. Right, GM of the Suns, former right. Cavalier. <laughs> I know you're listening. Get him on your team right now. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> no, it might help matters. But yes, in my mind, Giannis is not the MVP favorite. Mm. I mean, the way LeBron and, and uh, Dame Lillard have been playing, I, I think that they're up there above him. Okay, cool. So we have like three minutes left. So okay. I just want to talk about this weekend and what you guys are looking forward to the All-Star game. What is your favorite part of the All-Star game? And do you have predictions for the contests? Well, actually – out of all the years, I've always been so busy. I've never actually got to see like the celebrity game. So this year will actually be the first time I ever get to see the celebrity game. So I'm excited about that. Coached by Stephen A. Smith and, and Michael Wilbon. Mike Wilbon. Yep. So that so that's exciting. Um, that's but I mean, just night. just like uh, every other All Star game, it'll just be fun to kind of see um see all the players just go out there, have fun, just mess around. Like I said, you're not gonna see much if any defense in this game mm. everyone's just going to be put, laid back and relaxed and it's all for the fans really yep. so three point contest a skills competition those are always fun that's about it yeah. the rest of it they can keep because after Vince Carter did the dunk of death oh yeah that was that was like Over. the yeah <laughs> i haven't actually who was it? Zach Levine? No, Aaron Gordon. Aaron and Gordon. he's in the that dunk when he when yep. he when he took the um, the Orlando Magic mascot and he was on a hoverboard and he spun mm. and he did that dunk. That was pretty sweet, but it still wasn't a dunk of death. Dwight yeah. Howard and Aaron Gordon are in the dunk contest this yeah. year. So. Dwight Howard. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Dwight Howard can become Superman again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So. He might come out with the cape. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little, it's a little, yeah, it's a little predictable, but we'll see. Any final thoughts from you guys before we wrap up the show? No, just thank you all for checking in. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out again next week, Thursday, 4 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. 
we will be here and that is it yeah can't say it any better than that so fall don't lie four to six every thursday right here you watched this already. Just well, come back again in a week. Yeah, why yep. not? See what else we got to say. Who and knows? Out, yep, and check out our other shows across the network. Karen Cake comes up right after this in about five minutes. So and take... she's really good. I, I enjoy I enjoy podcasting with her. Yeah. yeah, so stay tuned for all that. And thank you guys for watching. See you guys next time.